0: Welcome back to the Boardroom Banter Podcast where we take a deep dive into the journeys, ideas, and reflections of the incredible people who are building a better tomorrow.
1: This is a conversation by builders and for builders. Whether you're building a career, your skills, a startup, or even a life that you can be massively proud of,
0: we give you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the thoughts and stories of our amazing peers and mentors, are doing just that. So sit back, take a deep breath, and get ready to step into the boardroom. SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob
1: we who lives in a parish, ship under the
0: sea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome back to the Boardroom Banter Podcast. We're joining you from Somewhere below the sea in a pineapple. <laughs> We're on Spongebob Squarepants vibes today. You can tell, you can tell people are hyping in the boardroom today. Hope you guys have had a lovely week. Welcome back to Founders Friday, the segment where we take a break from the guests and enter the boardroom and share on different learnings, different things that we've been up to this week. A couple of new stories that have been catching our attention. Some Twitter drama going over there. <laughs> Kenyans on Twitter been wilding this week. Aye, Sean, have you Aye. have you been checking out what's been going on?
0: I mean, a lot has been going on. So it depends on what it is. I have been seeing some kung kung fu happening.
1: You said <laughs> there's been a story. <laughs> there's been a story of this law firm, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the ladies in the law firm sent um an intern to deliver documents to a corporate client and this is a gen z intern yeah and you know you know gen z interns they don't like too much pressure too much stress and it was somewhere like within cbd so i think if i'm not correct me if i'm wrong if you guys are listening and and i've got some of these facts facts a bit wrong please let me know but this the law firm was in like the office was in cbd and the client was also in cbd so our Gen Z intern decides to take an Uber <laughs> wow. instead of walking. And so that's that's sort of been the story. Um so the person who tweeted is the one I think who sent who sent Hiboha.
0: Yeah, you you know, I've been seeing this all Nkata. Over. that Nkata, yeah. Nkata
1: thing, yeah. It, that, that's exactly what's means, been going
0: on. Oh, when your when your intern wants to take an Uber to you know, there I've been seeing a lot go. of people. I was like, okay, is it a function of, you know, all these lawyers just graduated? They're now they're interning. Um, no, no
1: it, it's not like a story I now.
0: Where that story came from, <laughs> but definitely, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. this like a really buff. <laughs> I hope you guys will see this. Let me let me show you guys. Actually, actually, the caption is interns after two weeks of delivering. That buff, it's
1: Gwembe thing. The yeah, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> That's what's been hot on Twitter.
0: Shout but out yeah. to interns. They're, they're doing the most. Shout out to
1: interns. Like, I, quite quitting. You know, taking ubers. We love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you guys have been well um, this week in the boardroom, and I love to find out how you guys are doing. Right, as we usually kick it off with with a pen check, Um, Sean, you can kick it off for us. How are you doing physically? How are you doing emotionally? What are your needs this week? Have you, have your needs changed from last week? What's been going on? What's been on your mind this week?
0: Mm. So first of all, you know, before, before we started recording, I was just telling the guys that, uh, you know, this is, this is actually my time off, you know, these, these recordings, this is my downtime, literally. Um so yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good. It's been it's been a busy week. You know, these days my my Mondays to Sundays just are the same type of day, you know. Like I don't feel like I have weekends or whatever. I just be doing the same stuff. Um, but I mean and and and, and it's good. I, I'm feeling like my energy is in the right places. Um working towards the right stuff so yeah no definitely i I think i think i'm in a good space physically i took a nap in the afternoon so that nap is really saving me right now i'm feeling energized you know my brain cells are all present right now so um yeah shout out to that nap uh yeah emotionally emotionally i think i think i'm also I'm, i'm also doing well um yeah I'm, I'm just super encouraged um i'm i'm doing i'm showing up for myself in all the ways that i know i need to and you know just just been taking care of myself so yeah i'm I'm definitely grateful for everything and and have been living in like a really big um abundance mindset. So that's good for the heart and so you know so yeah in terms of my needs hmm. What do i need you know I, I like i like the needs part because you never know someone who's listening might have what i need hmm i need
2: i i think i i, I need a book to read
0: you know like a good story i i want to be engrossed in a good story right now you know, um, it's not every day. Warren Buffett, Steve Jobs, Atomic <laughs> Motivation, Habits. Motivation, yeah. Nah. Rich in two seconds. You're like not every day, man. I, I think I need to read a good story. So yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a bit about me. What about Yuri? Black leather. Walk, walk, walk us through your pen check, bro. How's, how's everything going? Just so that the audience knows, you know, Yuri. Yuri's been glowing. He's been glowing on these on these Zoom calls. Since ah, when? You, you're
3: not going to uh, pop me on this call. No, 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 no. But <laughs> you're the one who's looking great today because you decided to put on your glasses. So I am just
0: saying. It's a blue light filter, you know. Blue exactly. light filter.
3: Exactly. So I'm loving them. I return oh, the gone.
0: compliment. Jokes. <laughs> yeah tell us how are you
3: doing bro um i think f- physically i'm well rested um most especially like since it's um submission week um in school like i'm um, most of the time just during submission week funny enough like i do my best to really get enough rest because I know I'm using, you know, a lot of energy just to like read, um, you know, put down like my ideas, my thoughts, really type in different kinds of um, paragraphs for my papers. So it's, I think this week has been much more better. Um, I've really been catching up on, you know, sleep. I've had enough sleep and I think that has just generally improved my overall motivation, like to really go through this whole week. I think also like I'm I'm genuinely very grateful. Um at, at this point in time. Um, just based on the like the kind of information I've been, you know, exposed to through this week and even like the conversations we've had with some of our guests where we are recording, like there's certain things that have been mentioned that have really been deep, meaningful answers to a lot of the questions that I'm currently having, right? Like, low-key, I'm going through, like, a sort of identity crisis, and I think it's allowed because, like, I'm going through, like, different life cycles and life stages, and, like, the beauty behind this podcast is that it also gives me direction because a lot of the things that are mentioned in most of the conversations that we have um sort of you know give me answers so i'm really happy about that um i've also been exploring afro house um listening to like different kinds of artists um just seeing like what's out there trying to really understand like the genre and i think you know i I really like the sound so genuinely i've been really blasting my ears with a lot of afro house music I, i i actually like it um, what I'm in really need of, I, um, I'm I'm looking for really good Netflix series, um, like series that I can actually learn something from, and not just something like it'll just be catching like a vibe. I've been trying to, to you know, find like really good series to like start binging on. I recently finished uh The Crown. Um, so funny enough, it's about like the monarchy and like there's lots, the British monarchy, and there's like lots and lots of things that you can learn from it. Um, you know, just as a business person or even just as a leader. But I'm looking for more, for more series that you know can really leave me with deep, meaningful lessons. So if you're listening to this episode, please type in the comment section one amazing. Uh, Netflix series that you're currently watching or you've watched, and you think would leave me with a lot of deep, meaningful lessons. I'm really looking for that. Yeah. What about you, Boniface?
1: No, man. I like I like what you guys are saying. I hear I heard Sean saying, you know, being a bit more kinder to himself, and I definitely like resonate with that. I think I've been sleeping a lot more this week. It's submission week, but I've been sleeping a lot more. And and my partner was telling me because like problem with high achievers is when we we're always operating at let's say let's say we're operating at a 10, yeah. And when we go down to about an eight, we start killing ourselves over it. Ah, I'm lazy. Oh, I'm doing this and this. But I think I'm I'm really learning that, right? Of just being a bit more gracious to ourselves, um, heeding some Gary V advice, right? We're we're young. And it's like a two-sided coin. We're young, we have time, but then we also don't want to waste your youth. I was speaking to a friend of mine, and this is just going into, I'll start with the emotional, right? I've been feeling very grounded this week because of the people I've been having conversations with. As a friend of mine, shout out to Daniel Olami Day. We we became buddies when I moved out during my rebellious 2020. <laughs> when I moved out and and was living in in Quetta, Wilson View, which was a these these residences in nairobi and he's a programmer right he graduated from strathmore he's now working with goldman sachs in the uk and so he's been there for about two months and he was saying how he feels like he hasn't really been 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 on his a-game and so the conversation that we were having was whenever and i was just giving the example of how i've been we've been flying to different countries this year and there's that there's always that adjustment period and you you need to be aware of how you go through your own adjustment period and so we're having a conversation about being gracious to yourself understanding the cultural adjustment curve i'll put a link to this in the in the description for those who want to check out it's a cultural adjustment curve and we go through it a lot more than than we than we realize whether it's traveling to a new country, starting a new school, starting a new job. And so, yeah, I've been feeling very grounded this week, emotionally and mentally. Physically, also been taking naps. Shout out, Sean. I was also napping this afternoon. And my needs, you spoke about Netflix shows. I, I'm not finding my thing on Netflix. Right. I started watching The Crown episode one. I fell asleep. See who's marrying who in episode one? There's no. Uh, no. <laughs> so I'm trying, I'm trying to see is whether whether Netflix is I should stay on Netflix or hope over to HBO and see what they're saying over there. So what I need from those who are listening, let me know your recommendations. Those who are Team Netflix. Let me know. Let us DM us. DM me personally. Let us know what your thoughts are. Why? Why? Whether I should stay on Netflix and why? And if you're team HBO, I know my Game of Thrones. So buddy.
0: you know, share with us your account details too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm a beneficiary of of older siblings who are in better positions to cater for monthly subscriptions and accounts to some things. Uh, Very privileged in that regard, but yeah. So we're going to hop into into today's today's agenda, and I think I think each each of us is excited about what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to kick it off with a recent podcast episode that dropped, not on the Boardroom Banter podcast, but on Steve Barlett. It should have been though though, very soon. Very soon. Mm -hmm. So Steve Barlett is a gentleman who runs a podcast known as the Diary of a CEO. Just a bit of background about Steve, right? He's a British businessman, entrepreneur, and television personality. But he was born in Botswana to an English father and an Nigerian mother. He moved to Plymouth, England at the age of two, where he grew up, attending secondary school and a sixth form. Listen to this, guys. He went to study at Manchester Metropolitan University, but dropped out after one lecture. Shout out to you, Steve. Steven, Steven is the type of people that we need on this podcast. Dropping out our one lecture, it reminds, it reminds me of Jefferson. Jefferson Kangacha, one of the guys that we had in our podcast earlier. Friends for days. He went to, he joined University of Nairobi for, for was it like a month or a week? He said, nah, 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 nah. Long story short, he's in Cornell University right now. <laughs> so shout out, shout out to Jefferson. And so Steve featured... One of the world's best DJs on his podcast this past nine days ago, right, and that's the Black Coffee. We spoke about Black Coffee in our in our first Founders Friday back back this quarter, and and Sean was saying that when he was in SA, he was in this club and he saw Black Coffee just chilling there. So Sean, Sean has only let us down. We, we, we could have had Black Coffee before Stephen, but Sean. Sean look at what you did to us. Bag. You fumbled that's that nice. bag, but 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 but. We'll give you a chance to recover. <laughs> and so Black Coffee was speaking about how he became the world's best DJ with only one arm. All right. So topics range from his early years, him talk about his emotions, the role that music played in his household, yada, yada, yada. And so that's the conversation that we're going to kick off this podcast with. And without further ado, it would be, I'd be remiss if I didn't let black leather kick this off for us talking about black coffee yuri talk to us my my
2: my guy is here with notes man let me tell you guys i came extremely prepared for this
3: for this because i knew we were going to talk about it when i shared the video um like the whole Video uh, podcast um, episode on our WhatsApp group, and you know, just speaking from the from the from the frame of reference of you know Black Coffee's journey as a DJ, like there's just so much that I personally can learn from as as, a, as an upcoming DJ, and also you know anyone who is pretty much navigating life, like at the very core of like his message there are very fundamental lessons that you can get from it and it was not just that typical you know grass to grace type of story right like genuinely he mm. he went like that yeah yes. you know it it's he really went through a transformative experience in his whole life really coming like from a township in South Africa to, to being at a, at a global stage that really informed him as a person on, you know, who he is at the very core. Like, if you watch that whole podcast recording, um, one of the key things that really stand out is that his level of self-awareness is totally unmatched like he fully understands who he is and i think one of the things that we can take away from that is really investing in ourselves as much as possible to really understand who we are because when he went through that whole experience of you know losing his 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 whole arm um it's easy to you know for it was re, it would have been really easy for him to just accept that he would never make it in the whole DJing industry, but I think for him he just remained curious to find ways in which he could still pursue music because it it was the he says that it was the only thing that he loved and he couldn't live without it, right? So imagine you know back in the day when you he said like. He started DJing when they were using cassettes and then people started using vinyl. And imagine like you're picking vinyl records while DJing with only one hand. Like the odds were always against him, to be honest. But just going through that tragedy and really building up from just that trauma, I think he, he became much more stronger, um, much more devoted, much more... Um, invested in his career journey as a DJ. Um, you know, he shares like at a point in his life, he was literally investing more than two hours every single day just to practice. That's why, like, if you go and watch like all his YouTube videos, you'll be like, How is he doing this with all his hands? With with only one hand, right? It's I think it's it's some level of mastery that is unmatched. And he says that it's part of him now because he's been able to completely build full autonomy around it Um, after just watching the whole um, the whole recording i think for me something that really stood out you know aside from just building that very strong self-awareness on who i am as an individual i think patience is also a virtue right because even when he was starting off as a DJ, you know, he started off with jazz. He went on to a phase where he was doing reggae, then went into like fusion, then classical music. And, you know, now he's currently where he is, right? Like, he was very patient through it. He didn't really know like what these genres are doing to him. But he, he, he remained hopeful that they would build him to something. And that's why you see like his understanding of music has completely stood out compared to like so many other DJs because he allowed all the different life experiences, life stages that he's going through to really inform the kind of career path that he's taking. So he wasn't just hoping through from one point to another saying, okay, probably I'll get gratification on the other side. No, like he genuinely went through those phases in life. And I think for all of us, as even young entrepreneurs, young artists, young creatives, even students, I think it's very important that we embrace the life experiences that we go through and just allow ourselves to go through it, right? With a lot of patience to, and just remain as curious as possible to keep improving on our quality. So yeah, that's what I took at home with just that whole episode. I know I've rambled a bit, but genuinely that's you know the very core of of his message that's what really stood
2: out yeah
0: it's crazy because it's only recently that i actually realized that he only djs with one hand and you know black coffee for for those who might not know you know recently has been collaborating with you know Incredible artists like Drake, etc. In in Drake's latest album, and and even from like Drake's past two or three, Black Coffee has featured either producing one of one of his songs or like featuring you you know, and 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 Black Coffee has such an original African you know Afro house sound that's that's just that's just incredible. If, if, if anyone listening has gotten to this point and you like, you're like, who's this black coffee guy? I mean, just go on YouTube and, and check out some of his mixes. I mean, Africa, like gem right out of Africa to the world, you know? And so I think his, his business empire is valued at like what, $60 million. um, And that's, and and that's, that's someone who, you know, when you listen to his story, he talks about, you know, how he came from, you know, really humble beginnings. In fact, in his early days, he was, a lot of his childhood, actually, and and it's something that he, you know, he kind of comes across as resenting to some extent, um, that a lot of his childhood, he wasn't able to be a kid because, you know, he grew up. That
1: one hit me. That one really hit me.
0: Yeah. You know, he, he wasn't able to, do what the other kids were doing, going to play um, here to support his mother, who had you know cows, and so you know he was he was milking cows, you know in the morning go milk cows work on the farm, et cetera, l- literally. and so you know as as a kid now who develops a passion in, in such a circumstance, you know he then explains how he took every chance he could get to go and listen to music or or play it. And so even stuff like singing, joining the choir, you know, very interesting experiences that, you know, he says shaped, shaped his interests. So over time he got exposed to so many different types of genres, jazz, um, you know, house gospel you know i mean he listed a a whole crazy bunch and so you know when when we when we see him for who he is today these kinds of stories just you know they're phenomenal ways to just dig into the human experience you know And, and and what i mean by that is just the process of becoming and you know as as i sit down as someone who is becoming I'm like, you know, what wh- what are some of the things right now that I am tending towards? And even as I was hearing you speak, Yuri, I was just like, man, what is it that I'm so interested in that I just keep pursuing no matter what? You know, and I've got an idea of what that is. And, but, but you see also, I have an idea of what the competing interests are. That's a really good you know? question,
1: Sean. I'm going to just shout you out for that one. That's a really good introspective
0: I'm, I'm curious. About, like, like, what are your interests now as a person? And you're just like, damn, if I could do this every day, you know, um, I could do it. And, and Bonilla, it was, it was before we started recording where you're like, if or was that, or was that the last time we are recording where, when you had like, you know, if you could just podcast and, do events and whatever like you could do that yeah
1: yeah Um, i was saying that it was yeah it was after our recent guest guest recording um yeah i think i think for me uh, let me start with one of the things that i just want to to shout out that the black coffee said um steve asked him No, no, no. Black Office said he doesn't do interviews. Right. And he gave a reason for it. And he said that there's certain societal expectations to be a role model once you're successful. Bro, that thing hit me. And the thing of, oh, like, just because you're phenomenal at the work that you do, just because you have this fame around you positively, right? And because you're, you know, he's an amazing DJ. Like, like there's this pressure to be, oh, like politically correct, oh, act right. Oh, you shouldn't do that because my son looks up to you. It's like, I didn't ask. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I didn't ask to be your son's role model, (laughs) I mean, I think, I think the reason why that's to that for me is because we get that a lot, I think just, even like just with the podcast, right. And what, and what we've been doing, people reach out to us, people, you know, are giving us compliments, you know, and we take it all in good stride. It's like, it's the most humbling thing ever, right. To know that people look up to you, but it's like, it's, there's a pressure attached to it that I feel like not many people recognize, right. And I was talking to I was talking to one of the, the, the artists that we have here on campus. And I was like, this is this past weekend. And it was like, he was telling me how like nowadays like he can't post things on social media the way he wants to. Because oh, his producer will say this, Oh, his manager will, oh, like you shouldn't. And it's like, do we like, I don't know, do you guys ever think like? in the next 10 years, your life is really going to change. Like, let's say we all accomplish like the goals we have to accomplish. And in accomplishing the goals that we want to accomplish, each and every... Like, sorry?
0: I'm saying we we will.
1: Yeah, when we do, we, we also understand that in accomplishing the goals, we will become famous in our own respects because of the impact that we'll be creating. And so your life is going to change. And he speaks about he speaks about it when he's asked by, by Steve, what's the difference between Black Coffee and Natty? So Natty is his real name. What's the difference between Black Coffee and Natty? And he says, Black Coffee has all the privileges. And he gives a simple example of when his sister is booking, is booking a dinner table at a restaurant. He'll call, oh, I'd like to get a table. Oh, he's, uh, the are told. Oh, the restaurant is fully booked. And then Black Coffee's like, oh, tell him, tell him it's Black Coffee booking it. And the moment the sister says that they have a table for two instantly like this. And so, and so like back to what Yuri was saying of self-awareness, it takes a deep self-awareness to, 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 to be able to, to understand that there's there's naughty here and there's black coffee here. And so in him answering that, I think it also just speaks to his humility and also just that deeper realization that we should all have that there is who we are to the world. And everything and that personality that's attached to our work but we were who we were before we even began doing all of this stuff like yuri was yuri correct before he was black leather right i was amina before i was local with maker right like sean karanja was a son um a, a brother a friend before he was you know this amazing trader or this consultant and so I think, like back to your question, Sean. Right? I think these are really difficult, good questions to ask ourselves now, and, if, and, and in asking ourselves these questions, also understand that we have our whole lives to answer them. Right? He, and he speaks about how, you know, when he was asked about happiness, he said the reason why happiness is difficult to achieve in life is because as you go through life, new things come up that we want to do right you may have accomplished what you wanted to do like at age 15 but at age 20 your interest changed what you want to do changed and stuff like that and and I'd, I'd, the next question i'd have for you guys actually is he was asked the value that your childhood and all of these experiences gave you is very clear right you hurting your hand you know it gave you this drive it gave you this this initiate or push the industry and all that but what was the cost? What do you guys feel like you had to give up over the past like five years? Because like, if you look at all three of us, if you look at five years ago, that's sort of where we started like getting into this entrepreneurship thing proper, right? Or, or just being outliers, all of this stuff. What do you guys feel like you've had to give up over the past couple of years to... To be able to either step into the space that you're stepping in now, do the things that you're doing now, have the brand that you have now, the people here who who had like entire personality shifts, right? Likewise, you know what I mean? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that now? Um, but like, do you guys feel like you like there's a cost to it, which could have, which could be worth it, could not be worth it? I don't know. I'm just gonna put that out there. But, um, yeah, Sean, in answering your question, what I want to do is podcasting and do events, man. Anything that builds community and brings people together.
3: I think there's, there's something that I generally want to add um, on what you've just said. And just, again, back to what Black Coffee was saying, something very interesting is that he doesn't really aim to be number one. He aims to always improve on his quality such that if you go back to any of his songs that was, you know, blew up the whole world and ask him, hey, is there a way you could improve the song? He wouldn't tell you that it's good enough. He would say, yes, I can. I can be able to sit down and find ways to improve it. And that really speaks a lot into, you know, how how much patience we have um to to allow something to continually improve right because if you if you're always saying that you know i want to be number one i want to be this i want to be that there's a lot of pressure to it right like you, you would never be in the in the present moment right you would always be like fighting through to build a certain big picture you know always trying to build a bigger picture but you know really staying in the present moment it's It's detaching detaching. each each small picture and just look you know yes you have a bigger picture but putting it slowly into that puzzle and saying this is what we are building we're improving our quality and you know just using that kaizen approach to continually improve. You know the kind of things that we are doing. That's something that really
0: stood out. Also,
3: um, yeah, yeah. Sean, what do you
0: think? And 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 on the question of what what have you had to give up in in the pursuit of you becoming who you are now?
3: I think when when Boniface was talking about like personality shifts. Like I've really had to give up a lot um, of the, the friendships that I formed when I was really trying to find myself for a second, like, you know, into high school and even, you know, towards the end of high school, I was a totally different person, catching a totally different wave, dreaming about totally different things. And in... I, I used to feel a lot of clashes just, you know, engaging with people that I considered my friends because I didn't really fit in, right. I was talking a different way, acting a different way, doing things totally different, thing, different because I was constantly yearning to be accepted in different circles because it's something that I didn't really have in my upbringing, right. I always. You know, I I went out into boarding school and into the world because I was always looking for ways in which I could feel accepted, right? And for me, that whole experience of just accepting who I am and really embracing my own personality and, and really finding myself and really trying to understand who I am and where I'm coming from, it really costed a lot of friendships. And I do have those awkward moments where like, yes, I was rolling with this person like five years ago, but, you know, currently it's very hard for me to even have a conversation because we are are currently living in two different sides of the world, right? And I, I, I don't really intend to go back to my previous self, right? So I've really had to, you know, find ways just to give up a lot on on certain friendships that were not really contributing to who I was, they were trying to make me act in a different way that was not really deeply deeply rooted to who I am and the person that I'm trying to become. It's been a journey, and generally it has also become pretty lonely in in the long run, right? Because I I, I have a very small circle of friends. It's, it's genuinely you guys, like Sean, Bomi, Jefferson, David. Like I I can count you guys, but you know, I think, even with the few friends i have I'm, I'm I'm getting immense value from it, so I'm grateful for that
0: yeah i like I like that definitely it's it's the same. The other day, my mom asked me. she was like, "Oh, so who are your friends? Man, was that question hard to answer? Because you know there's a difference between acquaintances. Um, I've got a pretty large network. I mean, I know a lot of people and um, a lot of people know me, but you know, not a lot of people actually know me. He, you know, there's it's a huge difference. I, I, I don't think I let people in as much as someone would think I do. Um, but yeah, that's that's also something I, I think I've I've had to forfeit in in this journey. You know, luckily. Luckily I've been in spaces, you know, like I mean, African Leadership Academy was, you know, my my first the first space I went to when what I was what 16? Um when when, when I went to ALA. Damn, that's young.
1: I didn't know that. <laughs> Which should, so by the time we were meeting, Sean, you were 17.
2: Yeah. In 2016. I'd rather-
0: Yeah, yeah. In 2016.
1: 16 or 17? 16,
0: 16, yeah? Yeah, I was I was 17. Wow. Turning 18. Yeah. So I mean I mean, like I I, I left home pretty early. Uh, not that that was an issue, you know. funny enough, I I never actually went to boarding school when when I was younger. Um and ALA is, is a very, it's a very posh place so, you know, in terms of boarding school standards. Um, that was like a hotel, <laughs> uh, but, but you see, that, that was the first place where, you know, I genuinely felt seen and accepted. Um, a, a large part of that is that, you, you know, I was suddenly surrounded with people who were thinking the way I was thinking and. You know who are interested in things that I was interested in, so I felt a lot less weird, right? Um, I, I I felt a lot less like 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 what I was into was strange, or my ambitions were, you know, out of pocket and too big. So you know, a lot of the close friends I have now are, were from there. So in in that sense, I actually really a lot of the people who. You know, I had friendships with you know in in high school earlier, leading up to that. Um, that's one sacrifice I had to make. That you know, as I was being molded into this new person and these new experiences came along, um, you know, I had to shed that older, that that older self and 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 the friends and people that came w- with that. Because I was just a I was just a different person, you know, and and we we hang out with and we surround ourselves with people who kind of reflect us and if you don't then you'll always feel a bit strange which is the case that I you know I felt when I was in um when I was when I was in my high school primary days um and so you 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 know funny I mean I was very entrepreneurial that's when like I I figured out like oh this is what I want to do you know I had my first like business ideas I I was up and about went on on a gap year travel you know i was doing things that were pretty you know um pretty cool for that age but you see it 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 made me have to grow up a bit faster you know in the sense of mistakes now at that point were real you know like you don't want to be making mistakes and and also there's that pressure of you know you've gotten this far and you've you've been privileged enough to go through certain experiences, you know, your future is bright quote unquote, therefore, you know, any mistakes you're making, you know, stains on, on your, on who you're supposed to be. Um, And so, you know, I'd, I'd tiptoe around a lot of things. I, I had a bad relationship with failure. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to, you know, and so, now now having to you know go into uni, etc. You you know, I'm still this person who is like a go-getter out there, whatever. I think one thing that has really I've not had I've not had the best, best of luck, you know, best of ideal luck with, you know, it's probably relationships, like romantic relationships. I feel like you know, even even if sometimes I'd meet someone who I'm like, wow, um, this person is fantastic. It's like, brad, at no point was I prioritizing them over my work or, or my dreams, you know. I guess rightfully so, you know, at this age, you definitely need to be working on your purpose, um, especially as a man, you know, I feel like we derive a lot of, grounding from that and um, that's true I, I often had to come to terms with the fact that you know maybe some of the people that you know I'd get into a relationship with were just not ready to see me you know spend late nights working on things that you know in their head it doesn't make sense and you know it would be quite hurtful for me when it's like they're like ah, it's not that deep and i'm just like right it is that deep you know it is that deep they're like ah, just do it tomorrow and i'm like i have energy now and you know i have the idea now it's here it's within reach let me do it now now um sometimes they wouldn't get that and you know um or, or me traveling you know now you're you're leaving to go to a different place different place sometimes the love of your life is you've left them in Nairobi or something, you know, or or them, they've gone to a different uni. So, and it's like, ah, damn, <laughs> you know, that's happened to me too many times. Um, shout out if you're listening to this. And, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, like I just feel like it, it's, it's, it's been that, that part of my life. And, and, you know, now that I'm graduating, my grandmother is here telling me, ah, you know, I've been breeding goats. When you're, married, yeah, when you're going for dowry, there's goods here. I'm going to see those goods. There are plenty. They are very fertile goods. Um, so as they multiply, you know, there's that thing of damn, you know, um, I need to start thinking, you know, what does a life partner look like? What is, and, and at the same time, you see, there's all these opportunities, things that I'm trying to build right now. And I'm just like, you know, that that I've had to sacrifice a type of person who I thought would be good for for me as a partner. And I've had to replace that with a, a more realistic and more robust idea of, okay, if I'm really to be with someone, this these are the certain criterias I need to have and, and, and not giving myself leeway, you know, because it's like at this point, I can't afford to do leeway because leeway means we'll get into this thing and we just won't see eye to eye, you know, like it's this or that. And so... Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes I'm just like, damn, you really need someone or damn, this, this. Or like, oh, you know, you start getting along with someone. and It's like, hmm, this could be going somewhere. Then you're just like, aye, but aye. You know, there's still those small things here. That, so I, that's really an area of my life. Um, bruh, this turned into like Dr. Phil. yo, we in counseling right now. But <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. it's that, That's hey, something I've had to say. Funny thing, Sean. This is why I
3: genuinely love this podcast, because when we started, we said we want to build a digital library of different conversations about the things that we are going through in life. The thoughts that we are like, the daily thoughts that we're having as we're growing up. And, And funny thing i might pull this up you know 2030 20, 2040 20, especially probably even on your wedding night and i'm telling you look <laughs> there's a time where you're like you know really um going through a phase where you're, you're asking yourself all these kinds of questions and it turned out well i think we need we need to really extend grace to ourselves like we can't get everything right at once and Especially like with love relationships. For for most of us, you know, sometimes it might be even our first time really getting invested um in a relationship. And you, you can't you can't get it all right, right? So th- genuinely, I think we we just need to be very kind with ourselves. Um stick to our principles, let's build that up. But also just extend that grace that we you know we we, we can't be perfect in everything, to be honest.
0: Yeah. It's true. And and I guess also figuring out how, how we can communicate this to other people that we bring into our lives. Because you know, at, at the end of the day, we're looking for, you know, people to build with. And um yeah, I just find I find, I find women are very interesting uh, you know there's, there's, there's a large element of uh, <laughs> there's a large element of adjustment sometimes we have to do um, there's a large element of understanding and compromise but um I think one of the strategies that's really been helping me is just having good like female friends, you know no no ulterior motives or interests or whatever, but it's just like, you're just a great friend, you know? And so you find that like, I'm I'm able to learn so much about what women, you know, someone who's not my sister, you know, but is someone who, you know, is out there living their lives, probably even dating someone or interested in people, you know, you're able to understand their psychology without necessarily having to make, you know, some sort of commitment. So, I've been finding I'm learning a lot from like my close female friends and you know also just understanding where they come from and 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 who they you know I say that like they're aliens where they come from nah like I mean you know <laughs> in the sense of like you know sometimes we we think very binary we are very solution oriented quick quick to just you know X X plus Y is Z you know um Whereas they they are a lot more nuanced and you know um, more in touch with their emotions and more more aware of you know certain things more more relational, so yeah I've I've been enjoying like just just bonding with my female friends um, yeah trying not to bond too much hey yo you you know you might. <laughs> White bonded, someone it turns into other things. Uh, so it's also recognizing like yo don't don't get into something if, if if you're not really gonna commit. It's like it's like business, bro. You can't have too many ideas floating around. Like yo, pick one, sit down, and like execute. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. Also, I don't want a disaster story, bro. You know we're, we're about to be billionaires. You, you don't want your net worth to be halving every five years, bro. That's a that's a liability. So reference,
1: this- <laughs> reference Jeff Bezos, reference Elon Musk, reference Larry Ellison, reference, reference, reference. A lot of these believers, but they, reference. if you look at their past of lives <laughs> properly, they're not necessarily the best role models when it comes to relationships.
0: I'm telling you that they're they really not. Yeah, and I I just I I pray for all of us that you know we won't have rocky situations that are messy or whatever. Um, And yeah, that, that when we find someone who is really worth that investment, we actually, you know, commit as men and sit down and say, you know what, this is it. And this is it. And that's the path, you know, Um, we live in a world of options and I don't know what, but, Really, I think just, you know, call me traditional or conservative or whatever, but fam, you know, we just have to go back to, to our roots of, not too far in the roots of polygamy and, you know, not too far, but, you know, just, just creating security around our families and that being a priority. Because me, I just think, fam, when we're out building, bro, you don't need... Businesses already have so many issues and that we know for a fact firsthand. Now imagine when we have a conglomerate with a couple thousand employees, fam, and your house isn't functioning. Hey, yo, that that can't like where are you safe? You know? So definitely I'm 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 curious. I'm I'm curious to know like how high achievers, you know, also balance family. I I, I don't know if you guys have like good examples that you've seen or, or you look up to where like someone is really a builder, but they've also built a great family life.
1: Now I think I think Amadou, Amadou speaks a bit about how his experiences through and he speaks about this very very publicly, right? How his his experiences have, have taught him how important family is. I look, I look for I think it Some was TEDx more. I think it was Tadex Parkland, So Amadou is one of our uh, earlier, earlier guests that we had. I think it was it was last year, last year December, if I'm not wrong, or January. This year January. But he's uh he's is he from Guinea? Yeah, I'm have to edit this one out. Is- yeah, Amadou Amadou is one of the guests that we <laughs> yeah, he's from Guinea. Uh, one of the guests that we had early on, and he he moved to Kenya, um, has done quite a number of businesses around the continent. Yeah, so I think I think we'll put a pin on that one. That would that would be a nice, a nice conversation to recall him back on the podcast to have, which is balancing family life and and work. But anyway, like from what I'm hearing from you guys, like how you guys are opening up and and how deeply we're getting into, into some of these issues. and I'm sure I'm sure our listeners also appreciate just how much information we're volunteering and, and how, how real we are on this podcast. And it takes me back to a recent, a recent report that Spotify published, right? A global trends report. So, so every single year um, Spotify's advertising department puts out these reports directed at brands. To teach them a bit more of about like what's going on amongst amongst their audience, right a Spotify's audience and this um, this year's was was Gen Z trends, right? what's been going on with Gen Zs? Um, we'll put a again we'll put a link a link to this in in the description, but one of the trends that just we've just seen it happen here today is a trend called hear it out. And it says, Gen Zs are turning to podcasts as a safe space to work through life's most complex issues, (laughs) especially among 18 to 24-year-olds who are on their way to adulthood. Podcasts go beyond sheer entertainment and serve as spaces for knowledge, learning, and catharsis. Catharsis, yeah. You guys will will, Google the meaning of that one. But it goes on to say, navigating everything from college to early career to new relationships, literally everything that we've talked about on this podcast today. The teen and 20-somethings life stage demands an intense need to process one's experiences. As these seek to gain perspective as they come into their own, they have a heightened need to process their raw emotions. And audio is providing critical support, especially podcasts. Right, And the report also speaks about mental health being the top podcast genre amongst Gen Zs. And it has witnessed impressive growth, the sixty-two percent increase in the number of streams amongst the generation earlier this year. I think it goes to it goes to show just how much the youth culture is really changing, right? The report says Gen Zs construct the next era of culture, blurring lines between consumption and creation, right? And I think just shout out to to every any person out there who's either listening to podcasts for their own sake. Right, whether you're looking for for ways in which you can get knowledge on on personal issues or professional issues, and people who are out there launching podcasts, I was speaking uh, the gentleman I was speaking to Olami Day, the one who's in who's in Goldman Sachs fighting for his life. <laughs> he was saying that there was a there was a report. I'm gonna look for this. There was a report that over the course of the past two years, a lot of people have started have started podcasts, but very few people go past 20 episodes. <laughs> I don't even guys have anything about this. It's the
3: patience, brother. It's the patience. You know? It's the uh, patience.
0: Someone actually sent me that recently and they're like, you guys are in the top percentile of podcasts just because you've passed that 20 episode barrier. So definitely, I mean we love what we yeah,
2: it's
3: I, yeah I don't know. But I think we've we've done quite some good work for the past couple of months. It's almost a year now, right? Yeah, I can't I can't really picture where we'll be in five years with this podcast. Yeah, but it's the patience, bro.
1: <laughs> nah, most most definitely, and and yeah, I think I think on the next podcast when we when we get to next month, right around our one year anniversary, we'll we'll have a a, a public debrief session with our audience. Right here, here in one of the founders' Friday, as we look into into what what we've accomplished and and yeah, hey, we don't even speak too much about that, but um, yeah, we'll share the Spotify report. Check it out. See see where you guys lie in these trends list. Are is the report accurately depicting your your behavior as consumers or creators?
0: Um, yeah, definitely. So as we come towards the end of our conversation here in the boardroom yeah, we since we like to put our guests in elevators and put them under pressure to answer questions, you know, we decided to um, you know, have an empathy exercise and do it for ourselves and see what that's really like. So we're gonna walk into our founder's roundup where we ask each other questions that we you know we've we've, we've either come prepared with or haven't, and we'll wing it on the spot. Um, Whether you notice or not as the audience, um, we'd we'd be interested to know, but um, here's how it's going to go. So Boniface will ask Yuri a question, Yuri will ask me a question, and I will ask Boniface a question. So Boniface, you can start it off.
1: I'm asking, I'm asking Yuri.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, let's go. Yuri, what is your most treasured memory?
3: Most. Why does it have to be so, you know?
1: Just give us any memory. That. But
3: you said most. So I have to yeah, think. Like, yeah, give <laughs> us
1: your the most treasured memory. <laughs> that memory that, that just sticks out.
2: But I think it was that moment when
3: I flew to to Colorado for the Watson program, as in, hey, you know, after high school, like I, I really had all the reasons to like, really work hard because I knew, like, I really needed to to fight for myself because just based of you know, the different life circumstances I was in. And, you know, just going to Watson itself was, you know, proof that all the hard work I had really put in to really, you know, change the course of my ship was really paying off. So I remember, like, (laughs) the, the day before it rained and my phone got soaked in water, so I didn't, my phone was not even working, and I like I really had to like take out my camera just to like take a video of us landing in Colorado. It was it was crazy, and even the lady on was sitting next to me was like really wondering like, this you started videoing this this like the plane landing for the past twenty minutes. You, as in you have that much storage, and I was that excited because I knew like just going to Watson in itself uh being one of the youngest members of the cohort was gonna do so much good for me and you know it was this, this is proof that if you really work hard and you surround yourself with smarter people who will really challenge you and who are also invested in helping you to grow like it will generally pay off so I think
2: that's that's pretty much it Lovely, Aww. lovely. Oh, you <laughs> have a question for me. Yeah. Um <laughs> what's one thing that
3: you've had to forgive yourself for most recently?
2: Damn, that's a deep one.
1: Uh sheesh no guys Yuri, Yuri needs to be stopped. Yuri is ungovernable. Wow, 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 wow,
0: damn your 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 discussions. Um okay. I think
2: yeah, I, I think just Oh yo. Hmm, okay, okay. Something I've recently had to forgive myself for. Hmm. Yeah, I I think I think um
0: I think my, my past failures in in business, that's that's something that I've had to forgive myself for. And you know how, of course, in hindsight is always 20 in the sense of like, you're always like, damn, I could have handled this better or done this better or this, that. Um, maybe if I did this, this wouldn't, you know, lots of ifs, ifs could haves, would have, should haves, you know. And, you know, I really put myself through hell for for the greater part of this year on... Ifs, ifs and coulds and should-haves, you know. And that was in no way healthy for me, you know. And, you know, really just the process of rescuing myself from from the pits of that, it, it, it was such a rescue mission, you know. Like, it took everything I, I had. And so, you know, coming out of that and just just, just being the incredible person that I'm now turning into I'm number one grateful for those processes Um, you know grateful grateful for 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 how I've prioritized myself and and shown up for myself but I've also forgiven myself for how how I treated myself for it you know because it's it's your own voice it's your own judgment, it's your own putting yourself down, Um, it's your own sadness and depression sometimes and, you know, digging your own grave to a large extent. So I've forgiven myself for that. And that's something that has been such a weight off my shoulder. And yeah, that's why I'm showing up to these pen checks and like emotionally, I'm just good you know, like, yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it's been a big thing that, you know, forgiving myself for and not blaming, you know, you can blame things and people, but it's like, you know, once I forgive myself for, for how I treated myself when, when I needed myself the most, you know, so it's like, I wasn't there for myself when I needed myself the most and, and I've forgiven myself for that. So yeah. Yeah. That's something I've recently had to had 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 to forgive my d- damn bro, like these are too deep, man. Um anyway, my my question for Bonnie. Hmm.
2: My question for Bonnie.
1: The answer is Renewera <laughs> Targaryen. <laughs>
0: I was actually just catching up with House of Dragon today. Um, I'll, I'll actually watch a bit of that uh, later on. Hmm. My question for you, Bonnie, would be: if 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 you were to this one is a it's it's less deep it's less deep today. I'll I'll get you yeah, off the hook, but
2: um. Hmm. If, if there's one person who
0: you know who who you look up to right now, or whatever um, and you had the opportunity to have dinner with them and make one ask. So have dinner with them and make one ask. It could be whatever you want. Their answer is also whatever answer they'd give who, who knows? but who, who would you pick to have dinner with? Someone you look up to? And um, whether you know them or not, like personally, and, and what would
2: be your one ask?
0: Even if it's me, it's okay, bro. <laughs> my,
2: schedule, my schedule is flexible. <laughs>
0: um.
1: Can I say a family member? No, nah, nah, that's not. No, nah, that's it interesting. Um, yeah, that one you can go and do tomorrow. When you get home. When you get I got you. Um, I'd say... I'd say Trevor
2: Noah. And... And my ask would be... Like,
1: like met monthly mentorship hours with regards to the craft of of facilitating conversations or interviews, as he does. Um, I watch a lot of the Daily Show, and I absolutely binge the interviews that he has. And whether it's his like credit to whoever, let's assume the people who write his scripts and stuff like that. But let's assume there's a the whole production team. Of, of course, there is not an assumption, but like let's assume that he gets guests, right? And and he's given a script. But there's a lot more interpersonal connection that goes on when it comes to to, to interviewing people. I think I think we know that from the guests that we have every single week, but I think he has a really good way of building rapport. As soon as the guest just gets on, gets on set, and I'm sure it happens also behind the scenes first, before before they get on set. But I think I I like his outlook on life, and I'd love to know how he builds relationships with people.
2: Yep, that's
1: a rap.
3: You'd you'd be surprised the day you meet him and tell him. But I would like to reference this founder founders Friday's episode <laughs> where I talked about this and this and this. You know, I've been I've been dreaming about this for for some time. Would you be interested? If he says yes, <laughs> you buy me a Ferrari. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. So as we come to the end of our conversation, just big shout out to everyone in the boardroom and everyone who's been listening so far. Our podcast has been seeing mad, mad, mad growth lately. And, you know, we couldn't do it without you guys as listeners. So you guys taking time to actually come on here and get to know us, you know, that's really what this founders Friday um, episodes are. We do a lot of guest forecast asking guests questions. So yeah, these, these 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 episodes are these founders Friday sessions are your opportunity to <clears throat> get to know us and yeah, just just get to see us interact in in our natural habitats. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning into another boardroom banter episode. If you haven't already, we have released a couple of episodes in between. You guys. Um, listening to our last Founders Friday episode. So we have a really great one on career development. Um, it's, it's titled Promotions Are So Yesterday. We had a fantastic guest named Julie Winkle Giuliani. She's a two times best-selling author. And you definitely want to hear what she has to say about the future of work and how you can best prepare yourself for it, either as you know someone who's going into the workspace or someone who's looking to employ people um yeah we we know we know you're out here trying to employ the nations so shout out to everyone who's doing that and that episode should be really inspiring for you so go ahead and listen to that and any other episodes we'll be releasing this coming week stay tuned and as always go out and be great and have a fantastic week ahead boardroom banter out